Michael, there comes a point in a man's life, and maybe that time for you is now, when it doesn't hurt to start thinking about the future. Uh, no offense there, Peter. Speak for yourself there, sport. Doc, about the future. No! Marty! We've already agreed that having information about the future could be extremely dangerous. Even if your intentions are good, it can backfire drastically. Whatever you've got to tell me, I'll find out through the natural course of time. And what is up, podcast people? This is Christopher Coleman of TrackSounds.com, and you are listening to episode number 19 of The Soundcast. Thanks again for joining us. And on the line with us is our usual cast of characters, Marius Massilar um, of TrackSounds and Tom Hoover of ScoreNotes.com. Welcome back, guys. Hello. Hey, great to be back, Chris. Thanks for having us. Glad to have you, as always. Well, last week we had a very interesting discussion about um, 2010, which certainly uh, was a good discussion for us. And um, those who've listened to that episode, episode 18, were, uh, we had some good comments and good feedback on that. And so we thought it'd be cool if we, uh, since we just looked at the last year, that we would look at what 2011 uh, might hold in store for us as soundtrack fans. So we're going to be looking at 2011, the year in preview, and we're going to be talking about what some of our most anticipated film scores and video game scores, and Tom, TV scores, if you want to slide that in, for <laughs> 2011. Um, what we're kind of saying, hey, beware, there's going to be a lot of hype and around the one or two or three scores, so beware of the letdown. We'll pick a few of those some of our most anticipated video game scores, like I said, and then some potential surprises uh, that you might want to have your ears open uh, to hearing over the course of this next year. Um, and so I think that'll be a fun discussion as well. And then as we wrap up, I'll give you some of the tweets that people have, I tweeted earlier today, and you can, if you don't follow us, uh, you can follow us at at track sounds at Twitter. And I asked people what they were, uh, most looking forward to this year in 2011. So I want to read some of those responses, some interesting responses from our followers. Uh, so we'll do that at the end, and then we'll give you some some predictions in the soundtrack world at the very end of the podcast today. So we're looking forward to having a good episode. Before we do, just want to check in. You guys are doing good. You guys had a good week? Absolutely. Anything interesting soundtrack-related happen? Or you hear anything, discover anything, see something, hear something over the last week? Well, I heard uh, Season of the Witch uh, by Otley Ovarsson, uh-huh. and just did an interview with him as well, and quite impressed by the uh, epic stature of that score. It's uh, really well done. And, really? Uh, yep, certainly recommended it to one and all. Okay, I'm surprised, and he's, his name is attached to a couple films this year. He's going to be a busy guy, or has been a busy guy already. Very cool, very cool. How about you, Marius? No, I don't really have anything fresh from this week, but I have to admit I'm a little surprised um, about Season of the Witch, considering the reviews that the film itself has been getting. Oh, I really haven't even (laughs) seen any reviews, and because Nick Cage was in it, I didn't need to see any reviews. (laughs) Great time of year for a comedy, so... Say that again? Yeah, it's a great time of year for for comedy, a genre comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. All right, cool. Well, let's dive into the... Topic du jour, which is a 2011 uh, preview. 
Uh, and we're going to look at first what our top three antici- most anticipated film scores for uh, 2011. And Marius, we'll start with you. What are your top three? All right. Um, I guess I'll start with something a little traditional. Um, I'm very, very much looking forward to the new uh, Jane Eyre um, remake film, which Dario Marianelli is scoring. Mm-hmm. I'm usually a big fan of his work, and I'm hoping that this is going to be one of his more uh, creative scores rather than one where he kind of dials it in. Yeah. Uh, I, I usually find that he he has a an edge of sophistication in all of his scores, even if they're more simple. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that's my that's my uh, first pick. Okay. Um, I had a toss up between two Zimmer scores, being a fan of his work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to give it to uh, Pirates as the mention, mm. Pirates Four, because mm. I, uh, I mean the the previous scores are a guilty pleasure. Uh, yes, I think with a lot of people, and I'm very much in that category. And I think uh, you know only only fun things can come from another entry in the series, yeah. uh, especially with the uh, with the plot being as interesting as it is and. I'm I'm curious to see if they keep the brooding dark direction of the third, or if they have a little more fun with it, like they did um, for previous films. Yeah. Judging by the trailer, it seems like a more lighthearted film. So we'll I would, see where it I goes. Would, I would hope so. <laughs> the the last one was was uh, pretty like what the heck am I watching? Uh, kind of. A yeah, film. it was dark. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but I think it was the best of the three score. I mean, if you love strong thematic stuff, the third one was was amazing in terms of themes. And if people, if you go back and you look at the Q Awards for that year, what was that? Two thousand eight, I guess. Two thousand nine. I think 2000. it was two thousand eight. Yeah, it won all kinds of Q Awards and um, for best uh, Q, best thematic, best theme of the year, something like that. It did very well. So uh, yeah, I'll just chime in on that. I. I am a little leery of that of that score for Pirates Four. I, I don't. I'm wondering what they're going to do. So my expectations are a little tempered there. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt just because I'm a fan and I, I want to be pleasantly surprised there. Right. Well, I if you. I could also uh, couple couple cents here uh, for yeah. me. I thought that World's End was brilliant. A great, fun, adventurous type of score. Yes. And I think when we say Zimmer's doing it, I really think we should speak to his team that's involved because uh, your Jeff Nellies, your Ali Varsons, and they had uh, key roles, it seems like, in, in, the, in the development of that score. So, oh, um, yeah. I, I think it's, it's, a, it's the creative team behind that. Hopefully they're on point uh, as they were with that World's End. So, yes. Yeah, that's an honorable mention for me, too. Yeah, well, that's good. Good point. And, and that kind of goes almost without saying. It's it's It's... I wonder how many scores that does Hans Zimmer do on his own, you know, anymore. I'm sure he does, but I wonder how many he does on his own. And we know Pirates was definitely not one of them, <laughs> but it, right. but the end result was pretty good. Um, okay, what we well, had another one, I think, Marius. Yeah, I'm on the uh, the third and last. Well, for reference, the Kung Fu Panda sequel was the other um, Zimmer score that I was looking forward to, but um, the the actual third pick that I have was Tintin. Uh, okay. which is actually not coming out until the very end of uh, 2011. Yep. But it's uh, the first John Williams score that we've seen in quite a while. Um, yep. I think he is doing another project this year, actually, the, some Spielberg film about a 
horse War and horse. the man. Yeah. That, yeah. War horse. Yeah, that's right. Okay, but uh, I just I I figured Tintin was. Uh, He's been working. I know it's already. I think it's already finished uh, his work on it. So. Oh really? Yeah, I'm. I, I'm fairly certain. I, I was reading an article that uh, made it seem like he'd already, you know, finished his his uh, his scoring work. So now it was just a matter of getting the film out there. Okay. But, well, that's another. I'm not really anticipating that. I'm, you know, and, and I feel <laughs> I'm almost ashamed to say it, but I will be. I will be. I will be brave and I'll say it that I, I'm a little bit apprehensive um, because that's just not his. Well, I really don't know what that film is going to be like, really. I'm not quite I'm not quite I don't have a handle on what that's going to be like, but I just don't that doesn't seem to be his milieu anymore. Um, his best uh, uh, milieu. I mean, he, he's obviously really good in a lot of different genres but i just don't think that's his best fit anymore so i'm a little apprehensive with that one too i just figure if he took the uh if he took the gig he must have had some sort of uh i don't know affinity for it um and but you're right i mean we have no clue what the film is actually going to be like i mean yeah well i see the spielberg connection there i mean obviously spielberg's in it he wants john williams to do it you know, it's, it seems almost as simple as that. I mean, like if yeah, they're just they're tied at the hip, you know. Uh, I hope that surprises me. We'll put it that way. But but I'm very I'm very guarded there, you know. Especially given the last uh, Indiana Jones, which had its moments, but I don't know where would you guys put that Indiana Jones four in the in the order of things for the Indiana Jones movies? Yeah, for me, it doesn't exist. Uh, the film watch. It didn't happen. Uh, you can't mix <laughs> aliens and indie. It just doesn't. Uh, oh, doesn't see. Match. Now I'm not talking about the movie. I mean the score. I know. I know. The score <laughs> was uh, not bad. Uh, I think it, it mirrored the, the 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 quality of the of the story. Right. I think we yeah. had this conversation before about that that movie. I mean, I I was okay with the aliens because it's 1950s. That's what the that's what the 50s. You know, one of the things the 50s were, were about. You know, so it was like, okay, I can buy that, but yeah. Uh, where do you, where would just side note? Where do you, where do you put that score, Marius, in in terms of the four movies? Uh, just the score. I don't know. I actually enjoyed it a fair bit, and it's it's one of those scores where I uh, I purchased that big box set that includes all of the scores. Yeah, right. Um, and listening to it several times over, it's it's actually a really good score. I mean, the the problem is that all of the other ones are amazing scores so yeah it, you know it's difficult to to place it it would probably come last but not right. because it's a bad score just because it's following up you know some yes. of his best work ever basically yeah agreed 100 so, yeah agreed. It, i think i think it was missing a, a really nice russian thing <laughs> well, hey, he put a saxophone in there come on <laughs> <laughs> I, I i have a weird theory that any score that has a saxophone in it is not going to do well. <laughs> I don't know why I feel that way, but I, I've never had a good time with a saxophone in a in an original score that I can think of. I uh, bet you that's not true of um, The Incredibles. Ah, uh, I stand corrected. Ah. Uh, but does it ever feature the saxophone as the yep. lead? It yeah, does. it's got a few little solo. I mean, nothing major, but it does have a few little solo bits in a few of them. Okay. I guess it's a okay. different type of score, though, with the big band feel. It fits in better. Right. 
exactly right. Yep. Okay, so those are your three. What were they? They were um, 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 Tintin. Pirates uh, and Jane Eyre. Jane Eyre. Okay, very good. Tom, your top three most anticipated scores of 2011. Okay, speaking of G. Kino, I'll say Cars 2 is something I'm looking forward to. What was that again? Cars 2. Oh, Cars 2. Okay. Yep. I'm uh, curious to see what, you know, what kind of uh, new directions or new roads he may travel on uh, with this very likable uh, kids uh, and bigger kids series, too. Yeah. And uh, next up for me, I'll, I'll go uh, with James Newton Howard. He's going to take us into outer space a bit, at least with Green Lantern. Yeah, and there's been some debate about whether he was really doing that or not. So we'll we'll see. I I, I read same things that he was, but it seems like that's there's a, some doubt on that on whether that's true or not. We'll okay, well, 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 if he's on board, uh, I'm on board, and the, you know, the, just the immense measure of quality he's pulled off with those dreadful Shyamalan uh, uh, <laughs> movies, man. Uh, yeah, come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, Signs the, 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 was awesome. Yeah, it's a classic, huh? Uh, but yeah, I think this has the makings of something really cool. Uh, I mean, you get a talent like James Newton Howard in this kind of uh, colorful DC universe. I, I think it could lead to good things if, if in fact, he's, he's still on on the project. Yeah, 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 I think so. And I think uh, the ascent of John Powell will continue in 2011 with Captain America. Hmm. And I'm curious to see what kind of uh, patriotic themes he could come up with for this character. Uh, so I, I, would, I would put that uh, pretty much at the top of my list. Uh, I'm a big fan of his. I think he's maturing year after year. He's kind of reining in that that crazy energy he has. Uh, and, and, he's, and he's finding that direction that I think that, that sweet spot that a composer needs to have. And, and hmm, I think, you think so. I think with How to Train Your Dragon is a little, little less... Uh, Scattered than some of his other high energy efforts, yeah. yeah. And I, and I think he's reining that in, and I think that has to do with, you know, he, he's growing up in the industry at this point, and it's curious to see where, where he'll uh, where he'll go, where he'll embark on. Yeah. Uh, so Captain America is my uh, anticipated score of 2011. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting call. I, I have that. I have a big long kind of finalist list again. I'm not going to go through all all of them. But but that was on my list. It didn't make one of my most anticipated because I gave another one of John Powell's upcoming scores, and I didn't want to have two John Powell's. Um, so the first one will be Rio, uh, another animated film. Uh, and it's interesting that you make the point that you just made because I picked Rio because I think it gives him another opportunity to kind of go in a very creative, screwball-y direction with it. Uh, obviously, it's going to probably have a lot of Brazilian uh, flair to it. And I think he's just, it just looks like the type of animated film that just lets him l- rip it again, like he does, uh, does so well. Um, so that's one of them, uh, Rio by John Powell. Um, the next one is The Tree of Life, which that movie, I don't know if you've seen the trailers for that, uh, but it looks amazingly beautiful. Um, that is the. Man, I just drew a blank. Director who did Thin Red Line? Yeah, Malik. Yes, Terrence Malik, um, starring Brad Pitt. And I forget who the woman is, but uh, Alexander Desplat's doing that. And I think that's that's the movie for 
um, the spot. I think that's a perfect kind of film t- for him to just do his thing. So I'm really looking forward to. I don't. I'm not looking for any surprises there. I just think it'll be another very solid score from him. So I'm, I'm very anxious to, to um, see that. Have you guys seen the trailer for that? Yeah, have. It's beautiful. Yeah, Tom. Yeah, just like all of his movies, you know, beautifully shot. Uh, yeah. Let, let's see. Let's see how the uh, narrative translates. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. And my last one, which may be a surprise a little bit, is uh, the original score for Priest by Christopher Young. I think that that could be something really interesting. Um, The trailer looks looks pretty cool. Um, I think he, you know, I think he gets to to really do some things. He gets to do the dark stuff, which he always does so well. But I'm looking for some some strong action stuff within that within that context. Um, and so that's my third and you know there really are quite a few titles to choose from this year uh, in that category Uh, but I'll say that uh, Priest, Tree of Life and Rio and Tom what were yours again I meant to recap yours but forgot yeah no problem I'm going to wrap it up with Cars 2 uh, exploring the uh, universe with Green Lantern and then uh, Captain America with John Powell yep okay All right. some good picks um, did Battle Los Angeles come up anywhere close for any of you guys, Brian Tyler? Uh, yes, actually, that was on my my finalist list. Okay, but I don't I don't know if it'll be one of the most anticipated. So much yeah. I'm anticipating the film more than the score. I'm not entirely sure why. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Rango by Hans Zimmer. No. No. Yeah, didn't next even... segment for me. That's me. The next segment. Okay. Sorry. I'll shut up about those. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, then we'll we'll move on to the next segment with that nice segue. Top three, uh, beware of the overhype slash uh, there may be a letdown score of 2010 uh, or 11. Tom, what are your three? Well, I'll just plug that right in there at the top. Yep. Uh, not that I'm really looking forward to it. Um, kind of open another composer would be attached to it, but Rango with Hans Zimmer and company. Uh, not sure that they always deliver a, a peak soundtrack experience for these animated uh, movies of late, uh, these 3D animated features. I think uh, that has the potential of just being a serviceable score that you know we, we would probably soon forget. I hope I'm wrong. Okay. Um, and then next I hope up, you're wrong too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, next up, big fan of Transformers 1, the score. Mm-hmm. Uh, let down by Transformers 2 a bit. Yeah, uh, got some hope, you know, for Transformers Three, but I think that could be another letdown, perhaps an even bigger letdown um, musically by Steve Jablonski. Yep. And then I, I would agree with that. And then I got to go with, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, a composer who had a lot of promise early on. At least I felt uh, who's been uh, not at his best in recent years. Harry Gregson Williams, mm. I believe he's attached to Cowboys and Aliens. Yes. And I'm fearful of everybody. Uh, Prince of Persia experience with the music. We're, we're a little, uh, you know, they work in the movie, but maybe not elevate the movie to greater heights and certainly not give us, or give me the soundtrack uh, journey that, I'm, that I would have hoped for. Yeah. Interesting picks. Very interesting picks. Um, especially on Harry Gregson Williams. Uh, let me ask you guys this. What... What was the last score that he did that really impressed you? On his own? 
Uh, yeah, that's well. That his name was attached to, whether it was a a duo or. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I asked this because I, you know, I I really loved those few years where him and John Powell were working together on things like Chicken Run and Ants. Those were oh, yeah, that's really going way back, really fantastic. But since then, I've been, yeah, okay. I don't know. I can't think of something right now. Okay. I'll, I'll go. Uh, I thought Kingdom of Heaven uh, was good uh, texturally mm-hmm. and had some nice, you know, cultural infusion there. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe Sinbad. Mm, okay. Oh, Sinbad. Right. That's the one. Yes, Sinbad. Definitely. But that that goes back a ways. That's too. even older than that. Yes, but that was yeah. a, a fantastic score. <laughs> yeah, that's that's way. I don't. That's is that late nineties or early two thousand something? I think. Yeah, that. about ten years ago. Eight to ten years ago. Yeah, that's a ways back. Uh, I I have grown to really like um, the first Chronicles of Narnia, Lion, Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe. I didn't really, I didn't, wasn't bowled over by it when I first heard it, or you know, for like a first year. But the the the, the main theme, uh, the main theme, and there's one other theme that really have grown on me over over the years. So that's the last one that that really you know did anything for me so that's interesting you make a good point about you know the promise being there but maybe not turning out uh what we thought he was going to be turning out for us interesting picks tom uh marius your top three beware of the overhype scores of 2011 all right um i i agree with tom's a few of them actually showed up on my uh list of of things to pick from but um Top on my list is uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, yep. um, Trent Reznor, and now Atticus Ross. Oh, is he uh, on that too? Yeah, he just recently was announced as uh, an extra accessory there, so I... Uh, <laughs> extra I... accessory. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, it's it's a mean thing to say. It's just, I, I don't know. I, I almost wish he would have been on there on his own. Um, uh-huh. Or something, because now I think with Reznor attached, there will be a certain—I don't know—certain recent things of, of his were a bit of a letdown for me. So I—I uh, I don't know. I feel like this is one of those scores where people are going to be all excited about it, and oh, you know, yeah, big stars putting together this uh, this score, and then it'll end up being like a social network kind of thing where actually listening to it is like, wait a minute, this isn't cool, this isn't very fun. <laughs> so, you know, and I, I'm afraid of that because I think The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo is a series that deserves a really, really memorable, really um, interesting score, but not one that's interesting in the, like, painful way. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, I am walking in step with you there. Yeah, so that's my that's my first uh, pick. Uh, second on the list is actually one that I I didn't I didn't expect to to have this on the list, but um, Patrick Doyle on Thor. Oh, um, yeah. Wow. It, okay. It, this one, yeah, this one was bouncing back and forth between one of my most anticipated and the overhype. Uh-huh. Uh, I I feel like because I gave the benefit of the doubt to some of the other ones on the other list. I, I'll come down on uh, on poor Patrick here. Um, wow. I don't know. I'm hoping I'm hoping that the score turns out to be um, you know excellent, but it's also one that I have very high expectations for, and mm-hmm. something tells me that a lot of people will also have high expectations. Oh yeah. And I don't know that it will deliver. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, just, some of Patrick Doyle's stuff in the past has been very 
it's always struck me as very functional, but not always um, going that extra step to move me. Hmm. So, I don't know. I'm I'm hesitant to be excited about it. Hmm. Yeah, I think I I think I hear what you're saying. I, I, it well because uh, Kenneth Branagh is on it. It doesn't it, it doesn't surprise me. He's doing the score. But if you just said Thor, who's doing the score? I, his name would not come up in that discussion. Um, I would never pair him with, with a superhero film. I just wouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, so for me, I, just on that particular title, I think it kind of tells me that I think they're going to maybe go a little different way with that with that particular film. Maybe they're going to play it a little more serious. I mean, with the with the. I don't know if there's a trailer for it yet, but the pictures that I saw, it, it doesn't look super serious. But. Um, well, I'll tell you, I think the music's going to be great in, in Thor's world. Is it Asgard or whatever it yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. Uh, from the trailer, it, it, you're boiling down this formula back to the superhero origin type thing. And when he's in Earth, the trailer gives me the vibe like this is going to be like a Daredevil type of situation. Oh, um, yikes. I, I, I think the, uh, the stuff in Thor's world is fantastic looking. I think that's probably where the music will excel. Yeah. Okay. I'd agree yeah. with that. The trailer, the trailer has some beautiful, beautiful scenes in Asgard. Like just excellent art direction. So hopefully it doesn't. I must have, I must have forgotten what that trailer is. I'm, I'm sure <laughs> I've seen it, but I can't recall. I just recall still images in my brain right now. I have to go and check that out again. Um, so what were those three again? Uh, uh, I'm just getting to the third one. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, the last one on the list. Um, I actually have a Zimmer in here, uh, and it's Sherlock Holmes two. Because he's got uh, the first one surprised me. The first one I wasn't expecting to be yeah. much of anything, but I ended up loving it. So now I have high expectations for this one. I think a lot of other people are also going to be expecting um, maybe the same quirkiness, but a little more mainstream or a little uh, who knows. But either way, I think uh, with all the other things he's got going on, I don't know that he'll be able to bring out that same surprise value I guess with the sequel I, I think he might yeah. end up having to just do something uh, that's consistent with the first one and then it will it's you know inevitably it will sound too familiar to break new ground unless they yeah. I mean change directions again and do something crazy but anyway it's it's the third yeah. on my list okay yeah I, I'm imagining he will do something similar to to the last one and I think that's what people are expecting I think that's what it'll deliver and it'll kind of be like yeah okay yeah, yeah that's pretty much what I thought uh, that's kind of my my own expectation on it cool um, Tom any thought on Sherlock Holmes 2 I mean because yeah. it's Zimmer I know you must have something good to say about it <laughs> I actually like Zimmer you know a lot of the times <laughs> but uh, didn't care for the first score so that means I'll probably be surprised by the second score now come on dude that was a totally unique different vibe it wasn't you know he wasn't mailing it in you know it, so it doesn't get any kudos from you i don't know i think maybe it was the way it was mastered or something uh huh it just okay. had kind of a stu i know you used different instruments but i had kind of a studio sound to it that maybe that's why it was a little offsetting for me hmm. okay all right well let's see what are my top three beware of the overhypes well i'll agree with um Marius on the, on his first pick, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo with, by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross now, apparently. Um, I think that that is going to be talked about so much. It already is. I mean, the announcement was there. 
Um, and it's people already, you know, really excited about that. And I'm not. Um, I'm <laughs> sure it's going to be very similar to the social network, only scarier, I guess. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely on my list. Um, another one is Sucker Punch by Brian Tyler and, hey, Marius DeVries. Uh, I don't think that's going to be a bad score. I just think that the hype is going to be so high that inevitably we'll be disappointed by it. I mean, the movie itself looks fantastic. It looks like it's going to just be a creative uh, festival on the screen. Um, so I think there's great potential there, but I just have a feeling that it's going to be so much talk about it and talk and talk and talk, and then it's going to maybe let us down a little bit. That's that's my prediction there. Um, and my last one is the film Hannah. I don't know if you've seen that trailer for Hannah. Uh, it's a Joe Wright film. Um, but he has chosen the Chemical Brothers to do the score. Oh, really? Film, which is like, wow. Oh. Uh, but I think it's going to be so... It's going to be Social Network. It's going to be Daft Punk for Tron Legacy. It's going to be that. People are going to be chit-chat, chit-chat, talking, oh, great, can't wait to see it. And then I, I really don't know what to expect, what the, what the end result. I know Joe Wright has said you know, some real positive things. I wanted to do a really modern score and all of this kind of thing. Well, the Chemical Brothers will give you that, but uh, that's just not the vibe I was thinking of. Um, uh, with that attached to that film, the film looks like it'll be great, but ee, I just don't know about that. <laughs> I just don't know about that choice. Um, so those are my top three. Beware of the overhype uh, for 2011. See your future. Be your future. May make make it make it make your future, Danny. I'm I'm a veg, Danny. Let us see. Top three most anticipated video game scores. Uh, Marius, we'll, we'll, go with you. we'll go with you there first. All right. Um, I actually have more than three, but I'll knock three at a time down very quickly, so we'll pretend I just have three. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> because, because there's a bunch of, uh, of trilogy sequels coming out this year, and uh, several, ah, of, okay. several of them are of particular interest to me, so I'm very much anticipating... Uh, Killzone 3, Diablo 3, and Uncharted 3. Um, so those three count as theme. one. Yeah. Oh, those are one. Okay. Those will count as one because they're all threes. Um, okay. Wait, wait. Killzone uh, 3, that's uh, Joris Demand. Uh, Uncharted yeah, 3, Diablo that's... 3. Who's doing Diablo 3? Um, probably... Um, oh, I forget his first name now. Um, Brower. Uh, he did... Um, He's been he's been the man for for all the uh, recent World of Warcraft stuff. Uh, oh. It's going to bother me anyway. Um, okay. That which is not actually announced for 2011 officially at its Blizzard's when it's ready um, release date, but people are are saying it will be this year. Okay. Uh, and Uncharted is uh, most uh, definitely Greg Edmondson. Okay. Yep. So. Righto. Okay. Yeah. Very much looking forward to those. Um, also looking forward to the Elder Scrolls V mm-hmm. because that series has uh, beautiful music. I'm 
crossing my fingers um, that if they do bring Jeremy Soule back in, they will hire a live orchestra for him. Yes. He does excellent work with samples, but, um, you know, it, it doesn't compare. So I, I would very much like them to, uh, you know, allow him to go back to the kind of stuff that he did for Total Annihilation and uh, other scores like that where he actually had access to live players. Yep. Um, and a more obscure third one here um, is a game called Nino Kuni, um, which is... <laughs> could, you, could you spell that for us, please? <laughs> <laughs> It's um it's out in Japan now maybe hmm. or or mm-hmm. coming out soon in in Japan in any case um Joe Hisaishi is the composer Oh nice and I've heard previews of the score and I have to tell you that it's probably the best I've heard of this year so far um really? by by a, a fair margin it's unbelievably good it's it's like he's taken you know all of the things he's best at and just thrown his heart into this score and it's wow it's just it's effervescent with with quality it's it's very i'm very much looking forward to it even though you know it's it's sort of an obscure title for us here uh i'm hoping the game makes a a big release um in north america when it gets here because the music at least what i've heard so far of it is just incredible and and you say it's out already in japan i i'm not 100 percent sure whether it's out or it will soon be out already um, but in any case, it is um, it is coming soon to uh, North America. It will be this year. Okay, cool. Well, I'm supposed to go to Japan in April, so I will be on the lookout for the for the score if it's out over there. Um, nice. Can you uh, pick me up a copy while you're out there, please? I absolutely can. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the 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 shipping and delivery charges might be a bit <laughs> steep for you, but I think I can I can maybe handle that. <laughs> awesome. Oh, is that two? Was that Five or where are we at now? <laughs> I think it's probably five, but we'll call those my three. <laughs> okay, all right. That's those sound good. Those sound good. Now I know that's not your not your um, top most genre there, Tom. But do you have any in that particular one? Yeah, well, I just want to thank Marius for picking up the slack for me on that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Uncharted back, Three should be. <laughs> I think Uncharted Three should be good fun. Uh, very much like the second score a lot, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm a fan of Greg Edmondson, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, maybe a little bit of uh, Gears of War three. Mm-hmm. I liked uh, I liked both of the uh, initial scores were were uh, really enjoyable. I thought so. Uh, yeah, you can't be in for that just because I'm a Star Wars junkie. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic. I don't know if they're recycling music or creating new music, but if they're creating new music, uh, I'll be looking forward to that. Okay. Good deal. Very good. And I'll, I'll chime in on that because that's that's one on my list as well. Uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, Mark Grisky, guy who did uh, The Force Unleashed 1 and 2. Yes, indeed, he's def- they, they wrote a whole bunch of music for, for this. And as well, they're pulling in music from the movies, music from uh, Knights of the Old Republic uh, 1 and 2. Uh, so they're pu- there's like so much music in this game, it's going to be uh, crazy. Uh, but they did write and and record a lot of new music for it as well. So uh, that's definitely on my list. Uh, it's, well, I guess the Clone Wars there too, but it's, it's the only place where we are getting or will get any new Star Wars music, real Star Wars music. I don't count the Clone Wars, sorry. Um, so that's on my list. Um, Deus Ex, Human Revolution by Michael McCann. I think uh, if, if his music is anything like it is in the trailer, uh, 
that is going to be a fantastic score because the music he wrote for the trailer is off the chart. Um, and third is probably something a little more obscure, but I'm looking both forward to the game a lot and also to the associated score, and that is the game Journey, um, which is from that game company who did Flower and... Oh, yeah. Uh, what was that other one? The the one where you're in the water. Uh, Flow. Flow, yeah, yeah. And Austin Wintry's doing the score for that. And I think that's going to be a really uh, a different kind of score. Very mellow is what I'm predicting. But but I think it's going to be really good because music for Flow was really good. So um, so a little bit off the off the beaten path, just like their games are. But I really appreciate the creativity that they put into their games. So. Um, I think the associated music will be equally uh, creative. So that's my third uh, most anticipated video game score for 2011. Okay, take a deep breath. Uh, we'll move to our third. Actually, we can't, move. We can't move just yet because we have to, um, just on the topic of games, we have to apologize for an error in our oh, yeah, yeah, last yeah, yeah, episode. Yeah, uh, we, we talked about... Do too. Yeah, Dragon Age as uh, as if it was actually a 2010 uh, game, where uh, in fact it was 2009. So sorry about that. That's right, and I even I said yes, it's on my list too, <laughs> and it was, and we we're both and we we're both wrong. Um, so we apologize for that. Strike that from the record; it never happened. Okay, now we're clear. Now we conscience clear. Now we now we can go to the top three potential surprises um of course no one really knows and if we could predict a surprise it wouldn't be a surprise but we're just saying look out for these scores they may surprise you um so tom we'll start with you what are your top three potential surprise scores of 2011 okay well interesting we're talking about patrick doyle uh you know he seems to have tapered off a little bit in his recent scores but you know when you look at henry the fifth and you know, something mm-hmm. like Great Expectations. Um, he has the capacity to, to bring some magic to the silver screen. So to that end, you know, a double pick uh, for Thor and Rise of the Apes. I believe he's attached to the prequel for yes. Planet of the Apes. Yep. So curious to see uh, what he's going to do there, and I, I think he'll bring some emotion in there that will render a surprise for folks. Yep. Yeah. It's interesting. Huh? I mean, he's getting into all this action-y stuff, which that hasn't been his milieu either, you know, in the past. So, yeah, interesting. Okay. Yeah, and uh, next uh, I want to give some props to Steve Jablonski, uh, a fan of his work, and I think Your Highness will be a fun kind mm. of, uh, I don't want to call it a period piece, but it's a comedic action score that, that I think he'll have a lot of fun exploring, and, and to that end it'll be fun for the listener. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm looking forward to hearing that one. Yep, okay. And, you know, these surprises aren't meant to bowl people over. These are just things that I think will surprise me in a good way, and I and I think... Formerly the Eagle of the Ninth, which is now the Eagle by Otley Ovarson. Um, mm. He talked about uh, some of the authentic instruments he was able to incorporate into the score. I think it's going to have a, a, just a great musical flow to it, and I'm excited mm. about this one. And, and I think he will continue to ascend, and this hopefully this year will put him a little bit more higher on the map. So those mm-hmm. are my uh, three plus one choices for my surprises. Very interesting. Very very good choices. Um, Marius, top three potential surprises for 2011 are? Yeah, I got... This is the category where I've actually only... I've only got two things that I'm hoping to be surprised by, but I took a... 
I was inspired by uh, by Tom's discussion on uh, on television music um, from mm. last week. So I looked into the television world to see what was coming up, and one of my picks is actually a TV score. Um, mm. So uh, there's a television show called Camelot that's coming out, and Michael Dana is um, doing the music. Mm. I am a fan of of his work and his brother's work, and I'm hoping that it will be. Um, among the many television scores that are coming out nowadays that are starting to uh, elevate, uh, I think, the stature of, of television music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hoping that's, uh, that's a pleasant surprise that I can look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, now, have you come around on Astronaut's Wife yet? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Proceed. <laughs> Sorry. Um <laughs> Uh, here's a surprise. Um, I'm looking forward to David Hirschfelder's score for um, Sanctum, which actually mm. is coming out quite soon. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think the reason, I, the reason I'm looking forward to it, because I don't usually like David's work, but uh, I'm hoping that working for James Cameron and what will no doubt be a very visually impressive film might evoke something bigger from him. I'm, I'm hoping that um, we'll hear a score... Uh, that shows off a more maybe creative and I don't know something that will leave more of an impression than than some of his previous scores, which for me at least have not really uh, made much of an impact. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping to be surprised there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, Tom, you mentioned Steve Jablonski on Your Highness. I would really like that to be another Transformers experience where I you know wasn't expecting it to be awesome, but it. You know, I came out of the theater humming it. I would very much like that. I also picked Rise of the Apes by Patrick Doyle. Um, and, again, and, and I guess it should be said that, hey, you know, we're, we're just at the very beginning of 2011. Things can change. Um, these may not be, you know, written in stone. So we're just going with what we could, what we could find, you know, right now as far as information on who's scoring what. So all of these things can change, and they could be wrong. You know, um, we've consulted the infallible IMDB, and if it says it, it must be true, so we're going with it. Um, that's where I saw Patrick Doyle's name attached to Rise of the Apes, and uh, I think that could be a surprise. I hope it's a good surprise. Um, the other one was one that you picked earlier, uh, Marius, under your most anticipated, and that is Jane Eyre uh, by Dario Marinelli. Uh, I generally like his stuff, um, and I think... You know, I've, I, 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 I'm anticipating another. <clears throat> what was the film he they, he just he won for two years ago? Um, I'm anticipating that level of quality. What was the name of that? You're not talking about Agora, are you? You're talking about uh... no before before that. Right with the Dunkirk and all that. Yes, 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 atonement. yes. Uh, atonement, atonement, yeah. atonement. Yes, uh, I really adore that score, and I can see some of those elements working in a Jane in the telling of Jane Eyre. Uh, so that's another one. And lastly, I'm going to pick a score by Howard Shore. Hugo Cabaret is coming out towards the end of the year, and um, I'm sure he'll have done as much Hobbit as he can do. Uh, but I think he'll su- maybe surprise us with what he what he comes up with um, for Hugo Cabaret. So I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what he does there. And I think it might not be because everyone's going to be hop at this and hop at that. Uh, I think this one might sneak up on us and give us a surprisingly entertaining 
listen. Now, just before we uh, came on to record this, I put it out there on Twitter to see what people were looking forward to in 2011. And so I want to read a couple of those. There were some some interesting uh, responses to that. Um, uh, At a burger a day, he's looking forward to, surprisingly, uh, Cowboys and Aliens, Harry Gregson Williams. T. Grieving, he he's looking forward to both John Williams scores, so that's Tin Tin and War Horse. And there were a couple others who also uh, were interested in that uh, in those two scores. At Sharks are cool, he's looking forward to among other things uh, the the final chapter of Harry Potter. Uh, there's a handful of people, Purple Cliff included, who's looking forward to Pirates of the Caribbean Four, Sherlock Holmes Two, and Star Wars: The Old Republic. Uh, and there's one gentleman, Paul Nolan, 1980. He's looking forward to the girl with the, the dragon tattoo. Oh boy! So we have a, a very diverse audience out there, um, and uh, certainly there's quite a bit for us to to be looking forward to in one way or another for 2011. So as we kind of close things up with this preview of 2011, I want us to answer in a predictive fashion uh, a couple questions about this year and uh, not easy questions but that's why that's why we do this podcast because we tackle the tough questions and we answer the unanswerable i'm going to ask you guys to predict the future for soundtracks in 2011 um in in the following categories uh tom i'll ask you what do you think the top selling original score will be in 2011 the top-selling original score. It will be? Uh, Cars 2. Wow, interesting call. Cars 2 will be the top-selling original score in 2011. Marius, you say what? Same factory, different product, uh, Pirates 4. Mm, okay, all right. So, Cars 2, uh, Pirates 4, and I say it's going to be Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I think it will get so much hype, and there's so many fans, Trent Reznor, uh, that people are going to buy the heck out of it. We'll see. I was going to say, not if it turns out to be a social network type thing. Uh, I think it sold pretty good. I mean, we're talking, we're not talking, I'm I'm thinking outside of the film music community at large, although there's a lot of people who like it there too. Fans of Reznor are going to buy that big time. Uh, and 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 the and the movie's going to come with so much hype uh, that it's gonna it's just gonna sell. I just think it's gonna sell like crazy. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, you said something, Tom? No. At, at some point, these uh, crossover composers need to deliver what's being asked, and let's. Uh, well, you know, it's 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 a little ridiculous with some of these scores that we've gotten in the uh, in the publicity that's come out of hey. there because. But 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 they are delivering what they're being asked to deliver. That's that's part of the problem. Um, from from a traditionalist standpoint, you know, they come in with with name recognition. They pull in all of their fans, and whammo, you have a you have a, a top selling soundtrack. Um, and so it's a good point that you bring up. But I think th- I think they're going to come in and deliver exactly what they're supposed to deliver. Uh, and that is based on what they what their careers have been built on. So, yeah, and I guess uh, what's rubbing me the wrong way is you have these game composers out there 
that they they don't have the name credibility amongst the masses. And I just yeah. know that they could do so much more than what we're doing. Oh yeah, they right could. Now. But they wouldn't sell more soundtracks. Correct. That's and hey, you know where we live. Yep. Um, okay, so second question: the film soundtrack that will get the most social buzz—not marketing buzz, but social buzz—in 2011 will be. Um, actually, for this one, I was thinking the girl with the dragon tattoo. I think uh, mm. it'll probably get a lot of marketing buzz, obviously, but I think it'll also mm-hmm. be a very talked-about score now that people. Uh, have heard um, Trent Reznor doing film scoring before. Now they they can discuss. Oh, will it be better? Will it be different? Will it be, you mm-hmm. know, is he going to give us more of what we want this time or less or blah blah blah? And again, like you said for the previous question, there's a giant fan base there uh, outside mm-hmm. of the film music community. So I think it will be a very heavily discussed score. Okay, I think so too, Tom. Yeah, that's my pick as well. Uh, anytime you bring in a name like that, following up uh, the social network, yeah, by default, uh, it's gonna it's gonna light up the lines. So, at least for a little while. So, I think that's the one that's gonna invade the social network in another way. Yes, <laughs> uh, will be yeah. that score. And just to just to predict differently, I'm gonna pick the Chemical Brothers doing Hannah. I think uh, because it's new. Um, I've and and because Reznor did Social Network, it's not so new. He's done a score before now. I think Chemical Brothers um, is going to get discussed more on on Twitter, Facebook, and everywhere else uh, because it's their first. Okay, third prediction of 2011. Tom, 2011 will be a better or worse year for soundtracks than 2010. Uh, I think it'll be slightly better. Um, There's more of a colorful canvas, uh, so to speak, uh, with the influx of superhero movies and animated films rising even more to the forefront. And you got these new composers diving into the fray. Uh, So so I think uh, think we'll we'll hear a little better uh, out of this year than than the year before. Marius? Yeah, I I definitely agree. I am an optimist. I think that... uh... We have a lot of very interesting sounding titles coming up, and either way, um, you know, things inevitably move forward. So we might not get uh, as many scores that are, uh, you know, faithful to the old-fashioned styles. But I think that uh, we might end up with more surprises in the way of uh, like the Sherlock Holmes type of thing, where you weren't expecting it, but it's something very creative. It gets talked about. Uh, and I'm hoping that film music continues to become a bigger part of culture as a whole. Mm. Uh, with all of these other big pop names being brought in, I'm, I'm hoping that more, um, you know, lay people will begin noticing and discussing it. Mm. Good points. Very good points. And I predict 2011 is gonna suck. No, um, I think it will. <laughs> I think it will be better than 2010, but only because I don't think 2010 was the greatest uh, year. I don't think it was that great of a of a film score. It was it was decent, but I think it, there, there's a lot of headroom there, and I think 2011 will top it. Um, and lastly, I'm gonna ask each of you to look into your. Uh, crystal ball or whatever crystal meth or whatever it is you have to make your to make your boldest soundtrack related prediction 
for 2011. Your boldest soundtrack-related prediction for 2011. Marius, what do you got? I hate this question. I just <laughs> come I on, would, be bold, man. Be bold. I want to put that out there. Okay. Um, you know what immediately came to mind for some reason when when you asked this? Um, that the uh, pirate score, or at least one of Zimmer's scores from this coming year, would have at least three different editions that you can purchase, mm. and each one has slightly different content and kind of like a um, what was that? A, the Dark Knight deal where I don't even know oh, how yeah. many different editions were there. Quite a few, yeah. And I'm I'm worried that that will catch on. I hope it doesn't. It's very annoying. <laughs> okay. Tom, your boldest soundtrack-related prediction for 2011. Well, I'm on hallowed grounds here. I love the original Conan the Bar- Barbarian so much so that it's uh, inspired me a lot of ways creatively. Uh, mm. But it looked, like, it looked like Tyler Bates is attached to it. And I think so. I think that's right, yeah. And I think he's gonna he's gonna channel uh, Basil uh, Basil uh, Polidoris uh, mm. in this effort, and he's gonna deliver a score that will perhaps uh, wipe away some of the criticism he's faced over the years. So I think Conan the Barbarian will be uh, something that that'll emerge as as a really nice uh, outing for him. Mm. Okay. Well, uh, my boldest prediction is going to be. That John Williams' two scores, uh, Tintin and Warhorse, will be his last two major uh, film scores that he does. Uh, I think I'm predicting, not predicting like he's going to die or anything, but I'm predicting that he's going to. Uh, do smaller things, do stuff with the Boston Pops, do, you know, do s- smaller type of scores. I'm not sure how big of a movie Warhorse is, but I'll put the two together and say Warhorse and Tintin will be his last two major uh, film scores. Well, that is a look at 2011. And you know what's going to be fun? It's going to be fun to look back at this episode, episode 19. Um, come 2012 when we're doing episode 20 <laughs> and, and doing our year in review and seeing just how how um, nostradamus we were uh, on this day of January 2011. Um, but that's going to do it for this edition. We want to thank all of you listeners out there who are faithfully downloading and listening to this podcast. We really enjoy it. It's our it's our passion, and we and we love this genre of music so much. That's why we can find a way to talk about it at length, um, week after week. So we appreciate you uh, listening in and sharing your thoughts as well. Speaking of that, if you would like to leave a comment about this podcast, please do so. You can go to iTunes and you can find the Soundcast there and leave us a comment, or you can send an email, scoreman at tracksounds.com. Um, you can do it via Twitter at, at tracksounds. Uh, Marius can be contacted in Twitter uh, at at Mathazar, which is one one T double Z, right? That's correct. And uh, Tom, you're also on Twitter at Score Notes. Yep. And you can be contacted at scorenotes.com. Be on the lookout for that interview with uh, uh, Atley. I forget his, how to pronounce his last name. Overson. Uh, yeah, Overson. Uh, Overson. Yeah. Okay. Coming. When is that? When do you think that'll be up? A week or so, or when? 
Uh, it's actually uh, just debuted, uh, so it's out there now, as well as oh, an okay. interview with uh, Carter Burwell about True Grit, so feel okay. free to take a listen. Wonderful. Sounds good. All right, guys. Uh, thanks again for uh, joining on the call and discussion, and uh, we will be uh, doing this again real soon. So to all of you, thanks for joining us, and continue to enjoy your music. We of the future, Charles, not them. They no longer matter. <laughs>